Hello, and welcome to the Lacrosse Matrix podcast, where stats make the story. Please enter the matrix now. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to this extra sweet episode 16 of the Lacrosse Matrix podcast, where stats make the story. I'm your host, as always, Adam Levy. Now, I can't believe we finally made it to this part of the NLL season because it's finals time, everybody. So I'm going to be breaking out all the stops to make these last few episodes of this NLL season really special and I know I'm as giddy about this episode as Teddy Jetter is after an unbelievable goal. <laughs> Man, I, I really just can't get enough of that soundbite. Now for this week, I've got five awesome guests for you, and it's going to be a little different than previous weeks. Other than that trade deadline episode that I had for you back in March, this is one of the few weeks where I will not have a featured guest, but instead I'll be focusing on key talking points that I think will be a factor in this incredible NLL final series that we have coming up starting this Saturday between the Buffalo Bandits and the Colorado Mammoth. Now, I've got a lot to cover this week, so let's jump right into the number of the week this week, and that number is seven. Now, if you're looking for the best nuggets in town, the Matrix has them, so you just got to find them. Let's get after it, everybody. The best teams in the NLL are defined by more than just goals, assists, loose balls, cause turnover, and all those other juicy statistics that are tracked throughout the NLL season. Winning teams are often defined by more intangible characteristics as well, such as heart, grit, and determination, and one of the ways that you can potentially measure those intangibles is by comeback wins. When you're down in a game, by no means does that mean that you're out of the game. The Bandits and the Mammoth have made it all the way to the NLL Finals because they never gave up, no matter what the scoreline was. These teams always stuck to their systems and to their core values, and it led them to some incredible victories that helped them get to this point. Combined, the Mammoth and the Bandits had seven victories this NLL regular season after having trailed by three or more goals at any point in the game. Now, if you're a Nugget Hunter, there's, there's your number of the week. Of course, we do know that the Mammoth had added two more of those types of win this postseason, this postseason, excuse me, in the Western Conference Finals against the San Diego Seals. Now, a win is a win is a win, but as Colorado Mammoth head coach Pat Coyle explained to me, it's not always the preferred way to win. First of all, I don't think it's a recipe for success. It's nice that we're we've done that, but we would rather not do that. Um, <laughs> right. I think we're comfortable, comfortable playing from behind by a few goals, as long as there's some lacrosse left to play. But um, <clears throat> I would just say that it, it probably takes pressure off uh, some of our guys um, offensively, for sure. I know like when in the Vancouver games, when we've been down by a lot, we're supposed to lose at that point. So I think it it gives the offense, it sort of lets them off the hook a bit, and um, they get to play a little more relaxed and a little freer. And uh, one thing that we are, you can see, is we're a real like momentum team that 
when we have success in in like plays in the game, it's sort of it's really contagious for us. So uh, I, I I don't know. I'd like to think that that we uh, go in there and say like these real profound things, but I just think it's um, we've gotten comfortable knowing that we're capable capable of coming from behind and just the guys sort of really bear down. I think I, you know, I just, it's just a reminder of who we are and what we're doing at half and just got to go win that next shift. Well, there's a tremendously consequential mentality a team needs to have in order to make a comeback victory. It takes physical skills as well, and Coyle noted that his team's fitness is one of the key factors he believes to his team's ability to storm back into games and steal a W. In fact, the Mammoth have scored an NLL most 16 goals in the third quarter this postseason. The Bandits have scored the second most third quarter goals with nine. I'd like to think that part of that is... uh... Our fitness level, I think, you know, just we, we sort of, some of the times I think the work that we're putting in in the first half, even though we may not be getting the results, is paying off in the second half because we're sort of grinding their defense down and we're grinding their offense down. And I think uh, having the, you know, I think there's eight or nine guys that are living in Denver and training in Denver. I don't know that maybe training at altitude has given us a bit of an advantage for those guys. And uh, that's sort of maybe what you see near the end of the games. And for Coyle's defensive unit, Coyle believes that his guys get better as the game goes on because they are seeing the opposing team systems and strategies in real time, and they can learn to make adjustments in-game. Because of the Mammoth's tenacious defense this this regular season and this postseason, they actually hold the t- three of the top five spots and cause turnovers this postseason. Robert Hope has seven, Joey Capito has six, and Jordan Gillis has six as well. Now, having said that, it goes without saying that the Mammoth have a trio with the most combined cause turnovers this postseason. Yeah, I, I'd like to think part of that is fitness again. Um, you know, I think our, our guys really work hard, so they come out ready to go in the second, but also... I think we're a, a team that some of the times needs to get scored on a bit to adjust maybe a bit to what the other team's doing. And uh, I think we're, we're good at that, that, you know, we just make a small adjustment here and there and it, and it can throw a bit of a kink in the, the opposing team's plan. And maybe it takes us a little while to actually get there too. I don't know about you, but uh, to me, it really sounds like Coach Coyle and his coaching staff have a great beat on their players' mentality and capabilities. That's definitely something that you want to see in a great staff. It's also a trait that you happen to notice in the Bandits organization, and as energetic and fun-loving as that team seems while they're in games, they are a group that are as focused and dedicated to their goal as any team in the NLL. Probably more so as they're trying to avenge their NLL Finals loss to Calgary in 2019. And for those of the players that were uh, still on the team, uh, the 2016 Finals loss to the Saskatchewan Rush as well. Now, the Bandits earned the right to have an extra week off of rest because they didn't need a Game 3 to decide their series against the Toronto Rock. But by no means does that mean that they were sitting back and chilling. No, no, no. As, uh, As head coach John Tavares has mentioned... 
The team has been focused on watching tons of film to prepare for this series against the Colorado Mammoth. Well, um, definitely, um, you know, we had some bodies that uh, needed the, the rest. So it was um, much needed for some of our players. You know, obviously we're anticipating, we were anticipating who to play. And, uh, you know, both teams, uh, San Diego and Colorado battled, you know, best of three winning all three games on the road. We've been watching a lot of film on both teams now, just focused solely on Colorado and uh, just trying to prepare our team as best as possible. As I mentioned off the top, the Mammoth aren't the only team that have managed to come back when being down by three goals. The Bandits didn't spend much time this season in those positions, but when they did, they tried their very best to step up to the occasion and grab a couple more wins. Obviously, the game that comes to mind the most is the game against the New York Riptide when the Riptide were up 17 to 14 in the fourth quarter with just a few minutes left in the game. The Bandits somehow were able to storm all the way back and eventually won the game in overtime. Tavares noted that when you have an offense like his team has, you can never count the Bandits out. Well, I think we have, um, you know, we're a very competitive team, obviously, and we, we 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 have different ways of scoring. Uh, as I said, we, uh, we're very athletic up front, so every guy on our team can score three or four goals a night. Uh, we can score in transition, and our six our power play can be successful as well. So you know you can't you have to count us out um, when we're down by a few goals. Um, you know, like just the one game that comes to mind was the game in New York which was uh, one of our first, maybe the first game that we want coming from behind. Um, and, you know, we were buying like three, I think three goals with a couple minutes ago. And and uh, somehow we managed to pull that game out, you know, because we have a lot of great offensive players that can put the ball on that. So it's, it's uh, when we have as many weapons as we do, it's, it's, it's hard to, uh, you know, give up, if you will. You know, you can't count the other any, any time in the game. The Bandits goaltender, Matt Vince, was kind enough to give us some uh, some of the insider tricks and tips to how the Bandits are sometimes able to sway momentum when things aren't going their way. Often a quick reset or a break in the action is all the stacked mammoth team, excuse me, the stacked Bandits team needs to get back on track. Vince was also incredibly generous, I do have to say, because he made some time for the Lacrosse Matrix podcast while on daddy duty and as you guys know, I, I have I have three kids, and I know how, how much time they take up. So thank you, Matt, for, for taking some time. Well, I think, you know, some of it, um, you know, is, is definitely coaching. You know, I think, uh, you know, we make a, a timeout. You know, we might throw a challenge flag. You know, it might not even be a, a challengeable goal. Um, but it's like one thing to kind of stop momentum, and that's kind of where we're trying to say, like, you know, make one one defensive play at a time. You know, we don't need a lot of home runs. We just need small plays, and hopefully that'll add up to a couple of big plays. And I think, um, you know, Steve Priolo is a big part of that defensive uh, leadership. You know, he's a great captain. And then we got a bunch of great leaders on the offensive end. And then myself, you know, more, more or less, I don't necessarily need to talk. Um, and then I do a lot of it through Steve. And um, I, I think all those things you know have to be present in order for a team to be able to make a comeback and 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 and, and you know you're you're not you're not done until the 60 minutes and i think you know for the most part you know sometimes we the luck, uh the luck's been on our side in order to be able to you know a couple bounces here and there and 
um, we're able to stay in the game or, or we're able to, uh, uh, you know, fend off a team in, in, in their dying moments in order to get a, get a win as well. Vince was also very clear, though, that while the Bandits are a very, very capable team when they're trailing, he and his teammates know how skilled the Mammoth are at making their comebacks as well. Yeah, I think, you know, just speaking about Colorado, we know that they're, they're you know, I, I saw what they did firsthand to Vancouver, you know, a couple of times, and, you know, that's, it's unbelievable and unprecedented. And I think, you know, they have a, a goaltender that allows them to, to kind of do that as well. You know, you can, you can let in eight in the first half and then let in two. And I think, uh, you know, that, that speaks to, you know, you know, Dylan's ability. And, um, you know, on our end, um, I think, you know, that New York game, for example, it wasn't our best. Um, it just seems that some, sometimes, you know, a team doesn't play well against a certain team. And then uh, our offense was able to, to, you know, I think, you know, gain some momentum. And then, you know, defensively, you know, when you see a team starting to come back, it's like, you know, you feel almost rejuvenated. And I think, you know, for myself, it's, um, you know, experience allows you to kind of do that where I think is, you know, maybe um, earlier on in my career, I might have been pulled. Um, but again, you know, just being able to, you know, notice that all you do is make one more save and then you might have a chance at a, at a, at a win. It almost seems like so some of those times, especially that New York game, it felt like, you know, that, that we let one slip by us and then all of a sudden, you know, we have a chance and it's almost like you get that rejuvenation a little bit. And I think, you know, again, with, with our offense and, and the ability for them to, to gain momentum and get hot and, you know, they're a fun group and it, it's really contagious when they start going. And, and I think that, that feeds on our, that feeds our defense. I would imagine that each of these teams will be trying their hardest not to fall behind in any of the games, especially by multiple goals, not just because it's the NLL finals and they'll be giving it their all, but for many of these guys on each of these teams, they're hungry for a title. The Mammoth haven't won an NLL championship since 2006, and the Bandits haven't won since 2008. Mammoth goaltender Dylan Ward spoke to the feeling of being in the NLL Finals for the very first time in his nearly decade-long NLL career. Don't forget that Dylan Ward, Joey Capito, Robert Hope, and Eli McLaughlin have all been playing together on this Mammoth team since 2015. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, you know, I, I think this year, more than more than years past, has been our post COVID. I should say, is, you know, looking around, and being like, man, this has been like I've been here for a while. Like, this is my eighth season with the Mammoth, ninth year um, out here in Denver, and, and to be able to to get to this point with that core and everything that we've gone through in terms of early exit, you know, knocking at the door in conference finals, and just not being able to get over that hump, to be able to get here. Uh, with that group and then have an opportunity to, to fight for a championship is, is, is great. And, you know, we're really excited for the opportunity. The same can be said for guys like Dane Smith and Steve Priolo. Smith has been with the club since 2013 and Steve has been with the Bandits since 2010. And they are still looking for their first NLL title. Matt Vince, having won multiple championships in his NLL career with other franchises, wanted to come to Buffalo in part, well, one, to be close to home, but also to help guys like Smith and Priolo finally earn that first NLL title. Yeah, it, you know, that's why I, I came to Buffalo. You know, I want to win in Buffalo, you know, do it, you know, close to home in front of family and friends. And I think that's the same for Steve and, and guys like Dane Smith and, and, and everybody that's been with the organization for a long time to play in bandit land and it's even fun, even more fun to, to win in the playoffs. And I think, 
you know, that's something that we want to do. We want to, I want to look back at my career and say, I came to Buffalo for a reason and then that's to win the championship. And, um, you know, th- those guys, even though they haven't won necessarily an NRL championship, they, they know what it takes to win. And, and I think the same would be said for the guys on the Colorado. Um, you know, even though they haven't won an NLL championship, they've won, you know, Team Canada, uh, Man Cups, uh, PLL championships, whatever it is. You know, there's the guys that, that are in the NLL are, are, you know, they've had a taste of winning at some point in their career. And it just so happens that, you know, I think when, when you get that little bit of a taste, you know, I think it, uh, you know, you know it, it makes you want it more. Um, you know, every season seems incomplete if you don't have a championship at the end of the day. And I think, you know, that was our goal. And I think that's, you know, that was Colorado's goal heading into camp. And, uh, you know, now I think we're just thankful that we have an opportunity to, to, to play a couple games in order to hopefully make, make that dream a reality. For both Coyle and Tavares, they've been part of historic NLL dynasties. Coyle having won multiple titles with the Toronto Rock and Tavares with the Bandits back in the day. For each of these decorated men, it would be their first NLL championship win as a head coach. For Coyle, he's so proud to see his veterans in the NLL finals for the very first time. I, I feel really, really happy for them, and uh, I'd like to think that's what we're doing this for. Like I, I know the job, and I get paid to do it. But the the bonds that we create over the years there, it feels like it's much more than that, and. Um, you were asking about how I felt after we won there. And like in hindsight, one of the first things that I thought of was my family that I know was supporting me at home, but it's also those guys, how happy I am for them because they really work so hard. And, uh, I don't know, just, it feels like what we've been doing is, is I don't want to say that it matters, but it, that it, we've been on the right track at least like it's sort of vindication in a sense like that what we've been doing has been worthwhile sort of um and i know that sort of goes against what we sort of preach and that it's not about like the outcomes but really we are doing outcomes that's why we're we're in this game like we're here to win every season we talk about winning a championship like if we're not saying that at the beginning of the season I don't know if we're doing our jobs so just to actually be there after all those years is uh awesome but again if we if we sort of stop there what a waste of time this would be if we're not trying to finish this off right coach Tavares mentioned something very similar to that and he is hoping that his team can shake off the ghosts of the 2019 and 2016 NLL Finals losses and actually take home the title this year for those veterans. Well, I mean, it would be it'd be great, to, you know, in 2019, I, I, you know, I think we were just happy to be there, you know, and, you know, even like at the beginning of this conversation, you, you, you know, you congratulating them making the championship. And I'm kind of torn by saying thank you because, you know, job's not done here. Um, you know, we, we, we were, you know, happy making it, but we're not satisfied. The one goal in mind we've had all year is winning that championship. And like you said, there's been some, there's been some guys on this team that were there in like 2019 and what was it, 2016, I believe, was the, uh, the third one? Yeah. Was it 2016? Yeah. So there's some guys on the team that have been here for both. 
and uh, unfortunately come came out empty-handed. So, so we're hoping that you know third time is lucky, and uh, you know guys have nothing on their mind but winning that championship. It is now that awesome time of the episode where I'm bringing in the analysts of the week to break down everything that you need to know about all the subjects that we've talked about in this episode. This week, I enlisted the services of one of the top up-and-coming, does a little bit of everything people around the NLL. You've seen Mackie Jenner hosting Lax Facts, the segment on TSN during the game of the week, and you've seen her work both written and on camera for Lacrosse Flash. Now you get a chance to hear what Mackie thinks is going to happen in this incredible NLL final series that's about to be ahead of us. Take it away, Mackie. First of all, thank you for having me. It's um, a pleasure to be here. And yeah, you're right. I'm so excited for this matchup. Um, I think for most fans, Buffalo has kind of been expected to be here all year and Colorado kind of had to fight their way to be here. So I think just the attitudes of the two teams going into this final might be a little bit different. Um, but they come hot out of the gate every single game that they play in. But they've also shown that they're beatable. I think one of the biggest things that this series will come down to, in my opinion, is the goaltending. These two teams have absolutely tremendous goaltenders in it with Matt Vince and Dylan Ward. They're just phenomenal goalies. But they've also shown that, you know, their defensive units can kind of let down a little bit. And we've had 17, 18, 20 even goals go in against some of these goalies. And so I think for me, that's one of the biggest things that will kind of be in comparison throughout the season. And once these goalies are hot, man, they are just phenomenal and show some highlight reel saves like you've seen in the past. But to me, other than that, I think that these teams really match up well. They have these transition players in Joey Capito and Ian McKay that just can electrify the crowd and their surroundings and the team on the bench. But then their offenses have these standout players like James Smith, Josh Byrne, Eli McLaughlin, Connor Robinson, who can consistently put up multiple point nights. And I feel like I'm sliding their offenses when only saying a few names because they're all able to put up numbers. Um, I think defensively also can be a little bit of a weakness, as I said, with the goalies as well. I think of them kind of as one unit. Um, but, you know, they have their core and they have their leaders in C. Priolo and Robert Hope. And, you know, I think that it's just a matter of how these two teams come out and the fight that they want to put up. And then I think, if I may, one of the things that we were featuring on the podcast this week was mm -hmm. the fact that both teams uh, showed a resiliency throughout the season, uh, multiple yeah. comeback wins for, for each of these teams. And we've seen that particularly from the Colorado Mammoth against the San Diego Seals uh, mm -hmm. with their strong second halves. What's your thoughts on on what we should expect out of the second halves out of both of these clubs? Because they seem to statistically rise to the occasion in those moments. For sure. I think adversity is something that a lot of teams had to deal with. And we saw this exactly like you said with Colorado and not only their ability to come back, but their ability to fill roles. They didn't have Ryan Lee, who has been one of their offensive standouts, and they still were able to be composed, put it together and come out with this kind of 2-1 series win over San Diego. Um, I think these teams just show grittiness and fight, and that is what made them so successful. Um, I think that you know, they have the players to do what they need to do. It's just a matter of if, if they can't. Um, 
I think Colorado has shown so much resilience in this past series and in, you know, the season, because I think they're coming in as a little bit of the underdog because Buffalo has just been this amazing team all season. Um, but, you know, they've definitely shown that their weaknesses as well. You know, they took a few losses like to New York. They took it down to the wire with Colorado and Colorado ultimately came on top in the regular season. But, um, you know, anything's possible. And you're right. They, they rise to the occasion in the second half of the game. They bring it. And, you know, I just think that that comes from their leadership and their veteran leadership as well. Just showing that nothing is out of, out of reach and that, you know, you might be down a few goals, but that's okay. It's only a few goals. They've made comebacks before they've been there before and they can do it again. So that's kind of my thoughts on, on, you know, the resilience and facing that adversity piece. Mackie, thank you so much for the great conversation and all of the great insight. It's it's clearly evident how much you love this game, and, and it's very admirable, I have to say, how hard you are working to bring lacrosse into the forefront. Now let's shift over to the Lacrosse Matrix podcast poll of the week. I asked you voters a very simple but very important question of how you think this series between the Colorado Mammoth and the Buffalo Bandits is going to end. 38.1% of you think that the Bandits will sweep the series 2-0, to zero, while 30.2% of you think that the Mammoth will win the series 2-1. to one. In a close third, 27% of the voters said that the Bandits will win the series 2-1, to one, and only 4.8% of you voters think that the Mammoth will sweep the series. So it seems that most of you voters think that the Bandits will win the NLL championship this year, and I have to say that's not much of a surprise considering that they had the best record this year and were the favorites to win the title all season. With the Lacrosse Matrix podcast poll out of the way, and always please remember to go vote on that poll. It will be pinned at the top of my Twitter, Adam Levy Sports. So please go make your voice heard. It's now time to head out of the Matrix and get ready for Game 1 of the NLL Finals. Thank you to all the great guests this week, John Tavares, Pat Coyle, Matt Vince, Dylan Ward, and Mackie Jenner. Also, as always, a big, big thank you to the NLL's Director of Statistics, Rob Benson, for working with me to get you guys the great stats that you hear each and every episode. Lastly, and always, don't forget to think about what stats make your lives great. I've been your host, Adam Levy. Let's have a great NLL Finals, everybody.